When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Lori and Julia show on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Congrats to Pam H from, uh, I'm not sure it's just Elk Mound. Maybe Elk, Elk River Elk in River. Mount, Minnesota. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think that must be a misprint. But anyway, she is our most recent winner of $107 because she downloaded the MyTalk app and registered. That's all there is to it. And as we suspected, uh, the headline about the Notre Dame blaze, they think an electrical short circuit is what was the cause of that fire. That's too Restoration. bad. Right. No. Apparently, I was just today, by the way, on GMA, they had the story of Jean Michael Fournier, the, the, the priest, the, the, no, the fire, yeah, oh, the, the priest for the fire brigade, about everything that he did. And I looked at Casey. I said, "They're two days behind." Julia and I were on this story two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Stay here, people. Yeah, this is breaking news. No, but I mean, we yeah. we were. It was I like they took were. a long yeah. time to get around, and yeah. then yesterday's, what you know, they also like they just kind of in general. Made it sound like it was a bunch of firefighters, right. but he knew where to go to get everything. That right. is a big church if you've ever been yes. in there. Huge, and they have all these little side, whatever you call them, the little alcoves, chap- alcoves and mm-hmm. then where he that he would even know yeah. where some of this stuff was. Thank goodness he did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, oh that Lorna, we could just keep her here I, all day. I, seriously. Love her, but we got to talk about Wendy Williams. Let's just Love. talk about Wendy. I watched her today. She didn't say anything about anything. I think. Uh, does she feel lighter in her step? She does feel lighter in so her too. step. I think she did her level best to forget that she was going to have to deal with what was going on. Mm-hmm. It is a hard thing to think that your whole life has been a lie. Yeah, at least 15 years that your you know, husband has ha- that had. That she's believed in all. Yeah. And what, she, what, what is going to end up kind of empowering Wendy in the end is that this is such a common story. Yeah. And it's just not talked about. It's like if you have a toxic mom. Let's yeah. say you have a mom who's toxic. She really mm-hmm. doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. She's made. I mean, how are you really going around telling a lot of people about no. that? No, you're really, you really not. Yeah, I mean, of course not. Yeah, it's, so it's... I think you know that whole thing with uh, you know somebody who is, you know, emotionally and and verbally abusive, and then other times they're loving, and she's been with him. 
for 21 years. For a long time. And I think the other hard thing is they share a child together. So you have to walk a line as a parent, no matter how much you hate that other person, not to... And now I wonder, though, about all of... Wendy would always talk about how much she loves staying home. She always stayed home. Loves staying home. Didn't go out ever. It sounds like he has a substance abuse problem as well. Her her soon-to-be ex-husband, Kevin Hunter. Yeah. Because he said he's trying to get his addictions under control. Get, I don't put anything past this guy like that he might He'd not been have been drugging, drugging her. her. Putting something in her, her tuna up, yeah. salad, which she loves to eat yeah. every day. No, I'm not even no, she, kidding you. And that's why um, I, I'm just like... She she's gonna have quite a story this when will she's be a already blessing. yeah yeah that, yeah for her and for her but yeah the here's the story is according to Bossup is that um ten million dollars he's just getting a ten million dollar check mm-hmm. um and sources uh, connected to the production told TMZ also that Wendy has retained three full time security guard to stand watch while she preps for and shoots her show every right. day which is in the old Montel Williams space down by the Chelsea Flower Market. Which, Lori, oh yeah. Remember when we had a famous interview by the the, Chelsea Flower Market? And you were on Montel. In the Chelsea Flower Market is where they filmed that prison show Oz. Yep. And Oxygen Media, we did an interview. Yeah, so we know right where that is. It's a real, you know, it's... Beautiful wastebaskets. Yeah, but it's a beautiful area, you know, just like in New York. But, like, she's not taking any chances because she's on a corner. Right, and he had keys to everything and access to everything. I mean, he... The extra muscle is with her day-to-day because we're told Wendy initially hired a team... About a week before. See, I think her sister came in. And said, we're done. And started really helping her. Sister comes in and said, this is enough. Yeah. Yep. Because it is always the most dangerous time is when you're going to leave somebody. Mm -hmm. And Wendy... Even though they weren't even living in the same home. Right. But you don't know if Wendy didn't maybe say the the sober house was like a safer way for her to take one step away from him. Exactly. To take another step away from him. We're going to find out a lot of things. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I just think that there. she's just not saying it. She's just kind of like taking whatever the high road she did her addressing once. But How I think. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it'd be worth it. I guess she's got that kind of money and just $10 million and get rid of him. Yep. And I'll bet you he takes it because he knows when she has Does somebody the forensic do, accounting, accounting of how much he spent on his mistress and the baby now. That it's he's probably blown through twenty million. Yeah. And why this gets that so she dirty. She has no idea. Right. And this gets so dirty because now her son, Kevin Jr., sister, is, you know, the dad's new daughter. Well, that doesn't mean it has to be his sister. I'm just saying, you know, well, like Yeah, I mean she may yeah, be I mean, but that's but, just yeah. The the bigger True. thing that the kid is going to have is he's going to be pissed at his dad for humiliating his mom and not being the man he thought right. he was. That's the bigger problem. He could care less about this kid. He's not going to feel any. I mean, I was 11 when my brother was born, and I'm like, what the holy hell have my parents done to me? And he was your brother. No, but I mean, 11 years, you're so much older. I have another friend who, her brother was 24 when she was born. Wow. He was like always her uncle. Right. You know, so it doesn't, for for Kevin, Wendy's husband, he's, I got to think that this boy is team mom. Mm Mm-hmm. 
pretty oh, mad I think so too. at his dad. Well, yeah, because be. he would have he could Google. They probably have known about this, and who knows what kind of BS. You know, these people who are master manipulators, you end up feeling like you're going crazy, right? And that's what I think happened with him. So, mm-hmm. I, Julie, we were on top of this story. If For I could years. just, if we, if could, we just could just our batter, so on the guys are back. Sure, we've been yeah. on this. We get an A. Yeah, we get an A on I'm this sorry one. Sorry, people were it's hurt like, in the process. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Tom and Katie story. We were on that one too. In Scientology. In Scientology. All right, there you go. That's all the pats on the back all we right, get today. Done. We come back. We got random. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, people. Happy day. Happy day. Happy day. It's happy day. It's National High Five Day. I I know, but I don't even want to get into why they came up with it, Donnie, because it's too sports related today. Okay. Well, How about though the people, the right? awkward moments when you can't? Like, I God, that's you why miss, I don't. You well, like at like bowling, this. that's been one good thing about not bowling. <laughs> no Isn't, one's touching your hands. Well, there's a <laughs> couple teams. No, but there's a couple teams that we bowl against. They always want to high five, and, and unfortunately, what a waste of time. No, I. I'm also a very bad high fiver. I'm always like a second behind sometimes. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awkward. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, I know. It's <laughs> just hand eye coordination. Lord. Yeah, no, or I miss, and so I've oh, just decided yes. really more than anything, I would take up elbowing, okay. less mm-hmm. chance of missing, and then I just blamed it on the germs. But really, it's go. because I'm a terrible high fiver. You are. I am. Truth well, I, is revealed. Yeah, all right. Yeah, there's now. the truth. Now oh. I know. I can do quit it high, lying do about it. Low, it. In the hole, you got soul. Remember that one? What is it? High five. Do it high. Do it low. In the hole, you get soul. Remember? Mm. No? Okay. Yeah, like that was sports, just one. It's a boy thing. Who knows? Okay, so this woman, um, would you want to write your own obituary if you knew you were dying? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Kind of, right? Yeah. So there's this 35-year-old woman in Canada who passed away. She was... Um, in fact, somebody sent us one. A guy wrote his, a guy from Wisconsin a while ago. He wrote one for us? No, but he wrote his own obituary. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, you look that up. Right. So this, I'm like, do we <laughs> He have... wrote one for us. I'm no, like, not really? for us. Ready? No, not for well, us. Well, you know, someone... <laughs> no, but somebody <laughs> alerted me and I forgot. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, all right. I've got a couple things I have to get back to, too. So sorry, people out there in email land. Um. This 35-year-old Canadian woman composed her own obituary. She passed away earlier this month. She was affected. She found out she was diagnosed with Lymoscarmosa. It's a rare cancer that affects smooth um, muscle tissue. And the treatment would have prolonged her life by a bit, but she didn't want to do it. And uh, so two and a half years after um, she was um, diagnosed, she passed. But here was what she wrote in her obituary. 35 years may not seem long, but damn, it was good. And then she thanks her parents for supporting her decisions throughout her life, which include foregoing chemotherapy. I always remember my mom saying losing a child would be the hardest loss a parent could go through. My parents parents gave me the greatest gift of supporting my decisions to not go through with chemo and letting me live the rest of my life. I know how hard it must have been watching me stop treatment and letting nature take its course, but I love them more for I love him even more for doing this. She thanks her friendships. Yeah. She says, um, you know, her boyfriend that she met just three months on an app, you know, oh, Twitter my. before she was diagnosed. Yeah. She said um, just that this was so great to be, you know, she was happy that she was able to do this, but you'd want to write yours. Well, I mean. Or help. 
And she said, basically, at the end of the day, don't take the small stuff so seriously and live. Yeah. Mm. Like, I mean, I could totally, I want a younger picture of me. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want my, you know. How young do you want? Well, like, like a really good, I've got a couple already selected. (laughs) There's a really great picture Julia took of me at Villa Blanca. I remember that. Where I'm toasting with a glass of rosé. Darling. And there's a couple other okay. ones mm-hmm. that could be options, but right. I'm always like thinking, you know, they always put the person as they look right then, but, or I really Some like put the old, or or they do the before and after. Oh and yeah, geez, the youth and the-, the glamour, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone is beautiful in their twenties. It's mm-hmm. just a fact. and thirties. No, I know, yeah, but like a lot of times, what you'll see, like uh-huh. if somebody in there, as someone who reads all these obituaries, you'll see somebody who passed away at ninety two. And then you see a picture of them that was then, probably their high school graduation yeah, photo. I don't want that do. one. You don't want that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to put, I'd rather have a picture of me in my But 30s. remember that, that girls, that you kind of had a more glamorous look at a younger age back then because, you I know, people, well, no, like I'm talking about ask. people in the 30s or yes, 40s. Yes, they did. They oh, looked then. more yes, matronly. Yes. Or just they yes. had a more grown up look. Yeah, yes. They looked older than their years. Yes, yes. they photos, would. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it was about it, but then, you know, maybe people didn't also live as long and all of that mm-hmm. and people were getting married on a regular basis at 17, 18, 19. Yeah. That right. was the norm. It was the norm, I know. So, mm-hmm. all right, so that's Something to something to think about to if think you're about. starting an obituary file Which somewhere. Which has and the music to be played and the flowers and no, all No, Julia, I don't have anything like that. I just, I really don't have an obituary file. It's in my head. I know. Okay. You don't. I know you don't. Okay, so this... I don't want to tempt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> what, to start writing something? No, I know. <laughs> no. No, okay, so here, tomorrow there's going to be a pink moon. It's not literally going to be pink, but it's going to be a full moon, and I think we're supposed to have a nice day tomorrow, too. We are. Um, it's why do they good call Friday. it pink? Here's why. The moon won't look pink, as the name suggests, but it's got its name from the tiny pink wildflowers called phylox. Is that how you say that? Flux. Flux. Yeah, phylox. Flux. I know it. Flux. It's know. A, it'll come up every year. I know it's it. A, yeah. It blooms around the same time. Perennial. So the moon will actually look a deep orange as it begins to rise. Mm. Oh. So that's happening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, here is the do-it-yourself strategy for millennials. You know, you have to do some... Do what yourself? Do some home improvement stuff. Put oh. up a shelf. Do this, do that. You know what it is? Calling their dad. Yes. Oh, According 100%. to a new survey, yeah. Yeah. most common do-it-yourself strategy for millennials is to call their dad. 45%, that's yeah. the first call. Yeah. 35% will actually fix it themselves. 20 will call a professional. One in 10 people have never picked up a screwdriver, a hammer, a paintbrush to work on their own place. Wow. Well, this is, no, this no, is something Donnie, interesting. I, when, I, that, the, the, when I lived on my own, and I still have it, I had a lady hammer. Mm-hmm. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I, I had one. my little picture. Th- I had uh, the few things that I needed, uh, the me- a measuring thing. I yeah. had a measuring I, thing. You know, a, a measuring tape. Tape. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> I mean, I had a little caboodle that yeah. had my stuff really? in a, a Hello Kitty okay. caboodle, but mm-hmm. I still I could find it real easy under my kitchen sink <laughs> if anyone was over that I needed some thing things fixed. Mm-hmm. I'm just the opposite. I call my okay, I call my kids. And yeah, come over but I think that's very common. The, the to call, call your, your dad. dad, absolutely. And now you can just YouTube, but I swear they oh, yeah. teach you. I learned how to put in a garbage disposal. But sometimes, like, people are not, if you're not good at, like, watching something like that, like, or right. if you can't read directions, sometimes it's easier to have somebody just plain Absolutely. old show you. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening with those God, people. I, I should ask my dad. I wonder when I quit calling him for stuff. I called him for years. He did my taxes. I, I you know, and think I think probably I probably when you got married. Probably the first that, time. So then I was the like 20, time, 27. My dad did uh-huh. my taxes till I was twenty seven. He was my accountant. He did. And, yeah. I don't know why. He just offered probably. That's nice. Yeah. Okay, this seems like a no brainer that it took so long to make, but yet I like tradition. So guess what they're doing? You know how we love to do schmores. At the cabin, around a campfire, a chocolate bar, a puffed marshmallow, and a lovely graham cracker. Well, now you can get chocolate-stuffed marshmallows for your s'mores. They're called stuffed puffs. Why do you call them s'mores? I just do, Lori. They're s'mores. I know, but I call them s'mores. Yeah, I get a schmear on my s'more. I always have. <laughs> yeah. Just, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But they're chocolate-stuffed, um, and you can buy it. You know, that kind of makes sense to finally do it, but I don't know no. that you're going to get the same quality no. of chocolate in a marshmallow that no. you would get from putting a lovely Hershey's bar. No, that's, I mean, I applaud the marshmallow people yes. for ingenuity, but that's not going to be the substitute for so. a Hershey square. I don't no, think so. No. Apparently, um, Balenciaga Very good, uh, Julia. has decided that they need to get into making really ugly clothes this year, and Donnie has posted the couch cushion dress. <laughs> And this basically... Balenciaga has always made clothing, just FYI. Oh, I know that. Okay. Oh, but they've gotten into making ugly clothing. Oh, I see what what you're saying. Okay. No, of course they have. Well, I didn't know, you know, because some people think they only made, you know, like handbags No, they've been around forever. But this this new dress doesn't let you put your arms up. So if you want to... That would be a good... I've got a non-working shoulder right now. I need to be bound in that dress. Then I would have an excuse. Instead of not having a reason to move my arms. We're going to wrap you in ace bandage tomorrow. I need that dress. Chop, chop. Okay. Now we got to fundraise. Because it's probably like 90... Uh, I have a new idea. 900...
There's That's our Hollywood our fanfare. We're eating Twizzlers and we're trying to Nips. get... Did you like those cookies from Lorna, the oh, almond crescents? melt in your mouth. Amazing. Really and truly amazing. Because with that book, you get recipes. I made them. I know it. I didn't make these. That's how you know that Julia is into the book. I mean, not only is she reading the book, she stopped reading it. She had to have the cookies. I love this book. Chronicles of a Radical Head. Isn't that good? Yeah. It takes a fourth of teaspoon of salt. Chris sounds like he's off mic. He's putting it on. Well, he had a cookie in his mouth. Twizzlers, nibs, nibs, yeah. We're busy in here. Yeah, we're, we're pretending we're at a real theater. We're talking through the trailers and we're eating. <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways. Are okay. You? All, All right. right. Yeah, how are you, Chris Hewitt? I'm good. Everything good? Yeah. Uh, tell me, Pet Cemetery. Did you see it? I did. And? It's good. You know, I was a little bit skeptical. I don't have like a huge amount of affection for the original one. In fact, I barely remember it. It was just, it was cheesetastic, as I recall. It was, I, yeah, I think that's a pretty good recollection. And actually, the cheesy, book is too. Oh, see, I the book scared the living hell out of me. Well, and I read that Stephen King said he almost didn't put it out because it scared him so much. It is a scare. It was a very, Donnie, don't you agree that was a scary book to read? Absolutely. The dread yes. I felt reading that book and i was appalled to think of like oh my gosh are there pet cemeteries well there are and there are, are there? yes oh yeah i are never popular well there i don't know but i mean i just never I'm gonna even look up where there is i the never Twin even cities. thought of it so always that book scared me so when the movie came out the first movie it was just really cheesy and i remember i think we just went and like laughed at it Oh, well, you won't laugh at this one. Okay. So, uh, admittedly, my recollection of the first one is not fantastic. Okay. But I think this one is, I thought that one was actually fine. I think this one is way better. Okay. It's really scary. It is. It's Ooh. beautifully acted. John Lithgow's in it. He's super creepy. It's good. It's good. It's totally worth it. And I kind of went in thinking, do we need a remake of this? Yeah, you were skeptical. But, yeah, <laughs> we did, it turns out. Johnny, are you going to watch it? Oh, I'll be there. You'll be there. Yeah. Okay, so it's <laughs> opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it opened, opened a couple weeks ago. Last Friday, I think. Last Friday. Is that right? Yeah, okay. I think so. All right, tell us about this Robert Pattinson movie, High Life, with Juliette Binoche. I've seen the trailer, I swear, 10 times since last fall. You have? So, I mean, I feel like I've seen it a lot. I saw it for Gloria Bell, and I'm just like, huh. we've. I feel like Donnie posted it. I it's a strange movie. It is. Is it as strange as the trailer makes it look? Yes. Okay. It takes place in space. He oh, at the beginning. I know it. Well, the it minute you just say, say that, that. Lori and I, we turn off. But I will say it isn't like really a science fiction movie. Like it doesn't care about space. Okay. It just is. That is a way for him to be essentially alone. Uh, and at the beginning of the movie, he's there with a little girl who we assume is his kid. Mm-hmm. We don't know for sure. And is and this are, sometime in the future? Or it doesn't really yes, say. but not super far in okay. the future. Uh, and then there are flashbacks after we first meet him and this little girl that explain that there previously were other people on this ship, one of whom was Juliette Binoche. Uh, and it was a ship where they sent people on death row into space to do scientific experiments. Oh, my gosh. Which seems like such a fantastic idea. Put a bunch of murderers together. <laughs> Why in a, not? In Don't give vehicle. President Trump any ideas. <laughs> Don't let him know about this one. Oh, my gosh. So predictably, they that started killing each other. That is a wild idea, though, you have got to admit for a movie. Right? Yeah. Okay, so that's the premise. So he ends up sort of isolated with this little girl, and it's kind of about loneliness. It's kind of about, you know, is there a way to redeem yourself if you have had a bad history? 
it's it's kind of a morality tale, I would say, more than anything. It just happens to take place in space. And Robert Pattinson is really good at He's it. He's really turning out to be a good actor, isn't he? He, he does is. so many different kinds of roles. And he has Twilight. great taste. Like he works with a lot of really interesting directors and His you know, prison? he's got the Twilight money. He doesn't need to worry about that right. anymore. So he can just basically and do Kristen what he wants. Stewart has kind of been able same to deal. do the same thing. That's why damn it, Charlie Hunnam, if he should have just done the Fifty Shades movie and then he could have acted in anything <laughs> he wanted. Oh, he's going on her right. soapbox right now. No. You know what I'm saying? If yes. he'd done that movie then we he were could, really given us those nude scenes to enjoy forever we'd already seen his butts and sons of anarchy yeah. it was already toned he had to get, use it yeah damn it oh well i digress well so, who knows maybe he'll cash in at some future point and yeah then... well he hasn't had a good record so far although no. a lot of people watch triple frontier on netflix it had yeah, we watched it it had like 52 million did you watch like, it? bird box i did kinda. not when are you going to start treating netflix as a movie theater it's not. I love it. It's not. It isn't. I agree. I'm just asking. Because that's the I thing. Digress. You mentioned Triple Frontier mm-hmm. now, and I'm like, Triple Frontier, that? Triple yeah. Frontier. That's it, another one of those Netflix movies that came and went in like a Well, minute. it only, I, I don't even, did it even it, have a wide release? It had like a one night or one weekend at the movie theater. Did oh, it? I, I didn't even remember that. Something it had there. a week, maybe. But then people go, oh, I can see it on Netflix in a week. I'll go see something else that I won't be able to see on Netflix in a year. Right. And so, it didn't seem like the kind of thing that you needed to see. No, I mean, it wasn't right. like visually super spectacular. Well, except for like. Garrett Hedlund and Charlie Hunnam running around in a beach being shot at and then diving and oh, then doing okay. other feats That's of don't big Unfortunately, you should not have gone down this road. <laughs> 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 it sounds like. Oh, I just you know, know, some deep deep about it. Yeah. Where's, you should know better. By I now. know. Did you see Papillon? Charlie Hunnam. That was oh, another movie he played. Stop it. No, I didn't. No. And again, it was like gone it in a stunk. minute. It did. It stink, Donnie. It was awful. Chris. Oh, shoot. I mean, Charlie really so good on He made that Robert Lost Pattinson. City of Z also not very good. Horrible. And that had potential. And that had Robert Pattinson in it. Right. All right. Well, Bringing you, it all. Wow. Wow. Look okay. at you in the segues. I know. Well, okay. So do you give hey. High Life? Do you like it? I did like it, but hey. people should know it's strange. Okay. Like, it's a it's, strange movie. Yeah. That is, uh, the Hollywood speak on that is pass until you oh, totally. get <laughs> just to tell you, there's a thing I can't even say on air what the name of this room is, but it's the uh, room yeah. where Juliet Binoche goes. Does she screw him? No. Well, because not they exactly. Have to, they have no gravity, so I don't know. How do you do how it How do you keep space? connected? No yep. gravity. You they do have artificial gravity in their, in okay. their vehicle. Okay. Yeah. But there's this room that you go into and it has this bench with kind of like a, almost like a Deborah Winger in Urban Cowboy, except yeah. much more graphic Oh, for Juliette Binoche to have a little fun in. Oh, well, I oh, mean. You can buy those online. Yeah. The benches. The, those are activity centers for adults. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Go to Adam, AdamandEve.com. Adam and Eve, there you go. No, okay. go to Smitten Kitten. <laughs> Hellboy. Mm-hmm. What about Hellboy? No, is this... don't even ask. I want to ask no, about Hellboy. It's, it's... We can do it fast. Okay. Right. This one is a remake that is not needed. Oh, it okay. is. There's no reason at all to do it again. I mean, Thank I you. like David Harbour. I'm glad he got into this amazing shape, but the movie... If you like, if you're a fan of the original... 
Yeah, I mean, that seems like who'd most likely go, but those people would be much better off just coasting on the memory of the original, which was really good and had a great performance by Ron Perlman, who I think is funnier than David Harbour, Mm -hmm. and that lends it an element that you like. And plus, those were made by Guillermo del Toro, who went on to become... That's right. So I don't think people, the fans of this are going to... It didn't need to be remade. Okay, fine. And that wasn't even that long ago. What was that, like 12 years ago, maybe? Something like that. Yeah. Okay, the Kira Knightley movie, Aftermath. I wanted this one to work. Yeah, I, I wanted this one really to work. Tell us what it, what does this movie look like? What's about? Well, it us. takes place during World War Two, right? the the sort of declining years of World War Two, and Kira Knightley's husband is a diplomat, played by Jason Clark from Zero Dark Thirty. I've seen the trailer yep. for this. Okay, yep. this one, yeah, and this one and got delayed, good. so it was around. I know it does look good. It's not very good. Uh-huh. Uh, they go to Germany to kind of finish up diplomatic stuff at the end of the war and they essentially requisitioned the home of uh i think he's a banker anyway it's a really nice house of alexander skarsgård mm-hmm. who they shove into the attic with his daughter and then they take over his beautiful palatial home and of course Kira knightley has moved into home where alexander skarsgård yeah. lives so i would be running up to attention. the attic every and, and her husband every other has gone on a diplomatic duty yeah. a lot yeah. right and he doesn't and wear kind a, of a shirt jerk. Or pants sometimes. Oh, thank you. I mean, Kira spends some time in the attic. Yeah, I would too. But it just, it, I mean, it's apparently based on true story, but none of the events are very convincing. I think Kira Knightley is actually pretty good, and I think Alexander Skarsgård is pretty good. But like from the very beginning of the, movie, of the movie, you're like, oh, Kira Knightley has a choice between Alexander Skarsgård and Jason Clark. I wonder who she's going to pick. Duh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so yeah, it's very obvious. Do you think, okay, so here's here's what happens. So this, gosh, I wanted this one to be good. I, I know, know I'm going to rent it at home. It looked good. I will, It'll be good for I think the home. sex, I mean, do they have good, good sex scenes between Alexander Skarsgård and Kira Knightley? They're okay. I mean, they're not like super erotic or anything. It's World War II, so people see? are sad. Yeah, and he's still screw though. Yeah, heavily clothed a lot of the <laughs> yeah. time. Okay, so it's done he under wears the dress. beautiful suits. Oh yeah, he looked gorgeous Alexander in it. Skarsgård he was dress. a rich banker. Okay, like, so here's please. my question: When you see a review on, when you're reading it in the Star Tribune from Chris Hewitt, mm-hmm. and you're reading it, and then I didn't actually review this one. All right, mm-hmm. but let's just say hypothetically, you're reading your review in your local paper, and then you're going to look at other places for the review. And audiences love it, but critics hate it. Audiences loved the aftermath? Well, more than the critics hated it. I'm skeptical. <laughs> well, you do see, see that We sometimes. see that with some like... But you can rate movies without even seeing them. Thank you. That's yeah. what I wanted to know. Sites. So, so, and on these sites, these said sites... Where they, we're tomatoes. talking about like Metacritic. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do these, you know... So anyone can rate it, and you don't even have to see the damn movie? Yeah, what was the thing recently where they made a big deal of the fact that now they were going to require people, people to see, see the movie before they rated it, which you'd sort of think, oh, I yeah. thought that was the case in the beginning. So well, you got to give us a remember, two for scenery. But you have to remember, yeah. too, that Rotten Tomatoes is owned by Fandango. You know, movie, it's, yeah, it's already know. in the, the, the machine. So, like, I get really upset that my husband... We oh. used to rely on a movie book that Julia would get him every year. This, remember those Leonard Malton? Yes, yes. Remember those books? The yes. guidebook. He is too. You could trust Leonard. Okay, you but could. he's too reliant on Rotten Tomato. Like Ocasius? I think. I think a lot of people are. They I go, think they if are. It's not uh, at this percent. I'm not seeing them Stupid. in the theater. Oh yeah, we need to open their eyes. Yeah, people need to. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't know, but I if I want to see a movie, I just. I want to see it unless the, it's just overwhelmingly 
You know, everyone, yeah, sometimes just, you can tell. You can tell, or it just looks bad, or something like that. But sometimes you got to just see a movie. Like, and Jason Clark is kind of hot, too. And sometimes everybody's wrong. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, his eyes movie, are hot. I mean, Jason Clark, so she has between Alexander Skarsgård and... He's I don't hot. see the Jason uh, no, no, Clark no, no. thing. Yeah, Jason, right, I do. Yeah, I'm I know, sorry. but you've always liked that Crow Magnon look sometimes more than other people have. <laughs> what, what does that even mean? Because I don't know. Well, heavy brow. Yeah, heavy brow, a craggier face, and everything. Oh, for crying out loud! <laughs> I'm just, just saying, and he's got that in spades. You know, eight he in does. spades. Actually, he really does. does. Whereas Alexander Skarsgård is really like he's Pure beautiful. Beauty. I mean, pair him with anybody, and it's not a really a hard. Decision. Everybody else. Looks like a caveman. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Listen, we're with, I mean, Tom Hardy, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Well, we're with Chris Hewitt, and when we come back, <laughs> we're going to talk more movies. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Julia is giving a performance to Chris Hewitt uh, to sucker Joe Jonas. She looks like one of the girls frolicking in England with the boys. She's spinning around. I'm done. Yeah, that was a good video, and this is a good song. It's a fun song. Fun song. This is our summer. I like this song. It's it's starting. It's to... too early for a summer song, oh, Julia. Fun, fun. Let's get back to our really let's highbrow get... conversation we're having about hot men in movies. Yeah, let's get back to that. <laughs> shall really we? important. Let's get back to that. <laughs> this is critical. I want to gossip with you about the Cannes Film Festival because okay. that's right around the corner. But tell us real quick about your thoughts on the movie Dumbo. Like what age kids for is for that movie and does everybody like it and did you like it? Uh, it doesn't seem like everybody likes it. I <laughs> kind of like it, especially the first half. Okay, it has a, a kind of winsome kids, a little girl and a little boy who are probably I don't know maybe ten and eight mm-hmm. who are the kids are terrific and they've lost their mom. Their dad is just returning from the war. Is That's that Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell who is he has lost an arm which kind of gives him a kinship to Dumbo who also mm-hmm. feels like a freak because of his big ears. Okay. That stuff is all really interesting yeah. and them trying to become a family again. And then they kind of mess it up with the the sort of dark tycoon played by Michael Keaton who comes and steals Dumbo and steals mm-hmm. the idea for the circus and I don't think it's for super young kids because there's kind of a scary everything's falling down okay, fire. So, like so maybe 10, 11, 12? 10 and okay. up, I would say. All right. And it's got some good stuff in it. I don't think the Dumbo exactly works. Like in the animated movie, he doesn't need to look real because it's no, a cartoon. Right. In this, they're trying to make him look real and he doesn't really look real. So it's a little bit of a... You should have got the Game of Thrones people who did the dragon CGI. Man, those people are good. <laughs> oh, maybe. They were probably I books. mean, they're... Right. That's, uh, I mean, those dragons are unbelievable how good they are. Like the detail. I don't know if you're a Game of Thrones-er. I'm not. But they've been, you know, they've been... 
they probably can't do anything else but dragons for the last eight years or whatever. Well, we don't home. get to see him very often. I mean, that's always been one of the things. I mean, lately we have, but I mean, you know what I mean? It's not like every episode. It was boobs and dragons, although that's what we wanted, Chris. <laughs> boobs and dragons. All right, let's talk about the Cannes Film Festival. Yes. No Quentin Tarantino. Well, they haven't said that. Okay, tell They us. said the movie is still being edited, and they actually hope that it will still be able to be in the competition. They said there are something like four movies that they have not yet seen and that they hope will be added, so there could still be Tarantino. What and it would m- be, you know, you've read this probably, that it would be the anniversary of the first screening of Pulp Fiction, so it seems very likely that uh, Quentin Tarantino is working pretty hard to get it done. Yeah, do, do is he a late editor? I mean, is this sort of his thing? Is he... His movies take a pretty long time in editing, yeah. He is he go over like every second and He does. Yeah. And he used to have an editor that he always worked with who died. So I think since then since oh, she died, I think go. his movies have even taken a little bit longer. Longer. So. Okay. All editing right. is crucial. Editing is very important. And yes. you know, movies sometimes get saved in editing. Yeah. People w- say Pulp Fiction got saved in editing. All yeah. right. Well that's good to know. All right. So the film that's gonna open up the Cannes Film Festival is The Dead Don't Die. Jim Yarmish. Yep. It stars Bill Murray and Adam Driver. It's, it's the zombie movie. Oh, it is. This is the zombie movie. And Tilda Swinton's in it. Yeah. Which means it's going to be fantastic. Right, yeah. Fine. I mean. It, I think I saw a preview for this for when I saw Us. I saw that, it when I saw Us. Yeah, because we were at the same theater. We saw a trailer for this. And it just, like, Jim Jarmusch, I don't know that I've ever, le- I, I can't think of, he does weird movies. That's well, all I know. He did that vampire movie with Tilda Swinton and Tom, uh, oh. the former Taylor Swift boyfriend. What's his name? Hitt- Tom Hardy. No. Hiddleston? Oh, Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Uh, that Hiddles. was, I think that might have been the most recent Jim Charles yeah. movie. But I mean, we haven't, I, I don't know. Odd. But okay, this They tend movie, to have deadpan senses of humor, and the trailer for this movie definitely has a deadpan like sense that. of humor. Looks like that, yeah. Kind of, all right. And then Rocket Man, which uh, is going to debut debut there and elton john is a producer he's going to be there and i guess after the movie is done screening they're going to have a piano on stage and the quote is in case he wants to play (laughs) after the movie is over i know i mean how any bets on whether or not he gets up i mean a thousand percent but that movie looks good and i didn't realize it was the director who stepped in for brian singer after bohemian rhapsody he directed this movie. And did I read that Taron Edgerton does his own singing? Yes. That he's not lip syncing to. I mean, that's an appealing piece oh, yes. of the puzzle. That could I like it. that. Yes. Yeah. I, my hopes are pretty high for this one, I think. Yeah. Even yeah. though I'm not a big Bohemian Rhapsody fan, but I. Oh, you were? Why? I'm not. I think he's great in it. Yes. Okay. I just don't think the movies are good. But boy, that mo- that that was an audience pleaser of a it movie. Was. It and really was. Look at how much money that made. Like yeah. $800 million. And they're smart to end it essentially with Live Aid because that's for Absolutely. sure the best part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the ending. So, and so they're probably hoping to do the same thing with, you know, that Rocket Man, that there's enough interest in. I don't think a lot of people realize. I mean, maybe people, you know, in our age group, but like El- the Elton John story, because we like came of age, at least yes, Julie and did. I did with him. So. Yeah, me too. And also, like, I remember when he was on the cover of People, when he married Regina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be interested to see. I mean, he's, he, there, I think the appetite, it'll be like, because people know the music, but maybe, 
you know, a lot of people don't know his story. Same with Freddie Mercury. And it sounds like they're going to be more candid with the Elton John movie than they were with the Freddie Mercury movie because there was that talk about potentially yeah. editing yes, out gay yes, scenes, yes, yes. which they're not doing. So it's probably going to be rated R, yeah. which means it's not going to do as well as Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, because that was PG 13. Yeah, you're it right. Was. Jeez. What um, about Avengers Endgame? Are you up? I mean, is that going to be all the rage that people are saying it's oh, going to yeah. be? It will be. It I mean, I'm kind of done with them, mm-hmm. and I'm fine with the fact that this is the last one. I'm a little leery of the fact that it's more than three hours long. It's, I mean, who it is three hours yes, long? Yes, you are more on vacation. Than three it's hour more, long. and there's no intermission. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, but I see I it Tuesday, I think. So okay. I hope it'll be good. Well, uh, by the way, getting back to Cannes, this is the second year in a row they've not allowed a Netflix movie to be shown at the Cannes Film Festival. So they have put a stake in the sand. I like that movies. stake too. I'm here for that. You are, yeah. I'm kind of However, okay with it. Mm-hmm. One thing I do have a problem with is they're trumpeting the fact that they have they're tied for as many movies as they've ever had by female directors. Yes, that's right. And it's still like. Two. Two or one. I think it's four. four okay. But it's still like one fifth of the entries. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. You should not, when you get to 50 50, then come to me and talk about how mm-hmm. great a yeah. job you're doing. Yeah, that's a classic guy in charge bragging about I something guess. like that. I'd like to, hey, come on, let's find a positive spell. We'll brag about that, you know? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a start, but yeah, you're right. It's like. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Have you been going to the Twin Cities Film Festival? I saw a bunch of movies ahead of time. Okay. So I could do a, a preview story. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually, you know, I meant to go and I haven't gone to any. I've been kind of, I've went to Detroit and yeah. I haven't been around. Okay. So, but I did see a lot of the movies. Did you see the one, Donnie, about the... Um, Grizzly, the, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies? Grizzlies. No, I did not see the Grizzlies one. That sounded yeah. so good. What are we next going to read? About? What are you writing about in the Star Tribune? What can we see? I have a story on Sunday about twin sisters Charity Jones and Felicity Jones, who are in plays at the Guthrie, but not the same play. Oh, really? They're sort of across the lobby from each other. Okay, cool. Fun. Uh, and I have a story Friday about one of those plays, which is Metamorphosis, this play that takes it? around a pool. I saw it on Broadway uh, 18 years ago. It is so beautiful. Oh, good. Oh, so good. 